This podcast is brought to you by our excellent supporters at Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash dissectingthe80s to find out how you can get almost a dozen episodes of bonus content for this show. Every other month, you get a bonus episode at the $5 tier. And when you sign up, you get access to all of the things we've ever posted all at once. So visit patreon.com slash dissectingthe80s and learn a little more. Welcome to Dissecting the 80s. I am Trip Lano, one half of the Mega Podcasting Powers, and with me, as always, is my tag team partner, a man who would be able to track down Michael Douglas across any country in the known universe, the Macho Andrew. Andrew Lano. More Kathleen Turner. I think it's both. He's not my fave. Not your fave, huh? No. Uh, I learned that watching this movie, because I don't... I don't watch a lot of Michael Douglas, it turns out, and I just... So if you don't like him here, you're never going to like him, because this, I feel, is the most likable Michael Douglas character I've ever watched. Because he... he's normally, he's normally, I think, magnetic. Like, I think Michael Douglas is always magnetic, but rarely charismatic in the, like, oh, I'd like to hang out with that guy. And here, I feel like he gets a little bit of both, personally. This felt like a Kurt Russell role to me. It, I mean... Yeah, he, he, at one point in the plane, I was like, he is literally wearing Snake Plissken's clothes. <laughs> yeah, with the name, uh, yeah. Jack T. Colton is a is a Kurt yeah. Russell-ass name. Like, Yeah, yeah. That's a John Carpenter name, too. Yeah, sure. oh, yeah. But, like... That's a John Carpenter name. Watching this, I was like, as much as I love Kathleen Turner, this could easily have been a, a Kurt Russell Goldie Hawn vehicle. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. I, I do like it. I think that movie is also great, the one that you're describing. Yeah. Because again, I love yeah. Kathleen Turner. I want more. I'm. I want more of her. But I was like, just like, yeah. Michael Douglas just doesn't. I think he's got douchebag face. He d- he he does absolutely, and he played like primarily douches. Yeah, like, like Gordon. Like he looks like Gordon Gecko. Gordon Gecko, yeah. which obviously he played Gordon. Gecko, but like he's got that like Hollywood like. No, Hollywood, like Wall Street douchebag face. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Or or even like Falling Down, which is a movie I haven't seen in a very long time, you know, uh, he's awful in that movie. Like he's a racist piece of shit. Like people are, uh, you know, kind of like the, oh, this man's at the end of his rope and is, you know, going crazy or whatever. But the the character is, I mean, he's awful. He's just like an openly racist turd. But, you know, Michael Douglas, very compelling, you know, pulls it off. But yeah, I agree. He has a he has a gross, gross face. However, you know, uh, allegedly very generous lover with what with that whole. Oh, the throat cancer thing. Cancer. Yeah. Although I did recently read that that was all like a, a bluff because he actually had some other kind of cancer and it was like a like a like a smoke screen that is. Yeah, like, the other type of cancer was so invasive. It was, like, jaw cancer, and the doctor was like, you should say you have throat cancer because it's way more treatable. And I think they were worried he was going to get, like, fired off this movie or something. Hmm. I don't remember all the details. Anyway, it's the the Michael Douglas uh, gives goes down so much that he gave himself cancer is, uh, is apparently apocryphal. Yes. <laughs> this is, of course, the first episode for this year's Listener Request Month, and... Our pick comes to us all the way from Vancouver, the home of the all-dressed potato chip. Uh, well, Canada, I guess. <laughs> I don't know that Vancouver. I ate them in Vancouver, but I'm sure you could eat them everywhere in Canada. Uh, this is Barbara, so let's hear it from Barbara. Hi, guys. This is Barbara calling from Vancouver, B.C., in Canada. And my submission for Listener Request Month is Romancing the Stone, 1984. I think it's fantastic. One of my favorites. 
it's just the perfect action, adventure, romance, great cast, but also I find very funny and even funnier knowing that it's Michael Douglas production starring Michael Douglas, making Michael Douglas look cool. I just think it's great. And I think you guys would like it. Maybe. I don't know. I don't I think I just think you would. I don't know. But uh, either way, thank you guys for the pod and for everything and have a good day. Bye. Thank you so much. And thank you to everyone who sent requests in this month. We uh, love getting to hear from all of you and helping us program the show. It's nice to take a, you know, a few weeks off and let our brains rest from all the scheduling we do. Yeah. Uh, this is one that's been on the radar for forever. Of course, it's Romancing the Stone and we watched it. So you know what that means. We've got to go back. We've got to go dissect the 80s. It's your glowing MacGuffin, so it's your glowing MacGuffin. When the mega powers explode. I'm talking about the 80s. Oh, yeah. Great Scott. Cream of the crop. Oh, 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 oh yeah. Mega powers, yeah. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit. Uh, yeah, so I, I've had this as like, oh, that's probably a great podcast episode. Oh, and there's a sequel. Maybe we do a month of this somehow. And then, it, um, frankly, if I was better attuned, we would have done this and the sequel probably the month that the, the Lost City came out because it is just a straight rip of this movie. Yeah, that's what I was reading online, that apparently that movie is just sort of an unofficial loose sequel. Or yeah, remake or yeah, whatever. Or remake, yeah, yeah. To be to be clear, uh, I I have a lot of defense for that movie. I liked it. I thought it was a blast. It's like a really fun time at the movies. My wife liked it a lot too. Um, it mostly took place outside. <laughs> there's okay. definitely some green screen in it, but there's like they actually went to a jungle somewhere. Did they go across the world? I don't know, but they were definitely in a jungle at yeah. some point. Not yeah. uh, not every scene, of course. So I think they did for uh, that new J Lo movie. Oh, uh, Mom Wick, you mean? Yes. Well. Yeah, yeah, I guess. I mean, so I watched that movie without sound on a plane. Cause wait, John Wick? No, the J-Lo movie. Oh, wait. The J-Lo movie doesn't come out until May, so it must no, be a different movie. No, it came out. They're like with the, her. It's like a destination wedding. It's her and... Um, oh, no, 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 no. Okay. There is a J-Lo John Wick ripoff that comes out on Mother's Day. Oh. Called like Mom or Mother or something like that on Netflix. That's what I thought you were talking about. No, I'm talking about the like, destination wedding one. With Got her it. and Jennifer Coolidge. Got it. No, I don't. I don't know that. I'm unfamiliar with that one. I, I'm only familiar. You did some, scre- <laughs> you did some screen peeping. I did. Well, because listeners, it was it's spirit. It was spirit air. I was at spirit Halloween. It was spirit airline. <laughs> well, same energy. Honestly. Very similar energy. <laughs> spirit airlines is kind of like, hey, we found these planes. <laughs> you want to fly in them? Um, so everything's <laughs> on top to be of a each bed, other. Bath and Beyond. Now it's a Halloween <laughs> store. <laughs> Don't go in the beyond section. It's all skeletons. <laughs> There's so much going to be so much room in a bed, bath and beyond for backstock. Mm-hmm. There's going to be lots of like elaborate setups that board employees get to put together. Anyway, tell us about your screen peeping. So I had put a bunch of audio things like as I, I do YouTube premium so you can download things mm-hmm. and like wasn't really thinking. I was like, oh, just, whatever. And so I downloaded a little bunch of audio stuff and then immediately my ADHD brain was like, we need we need some visual stimuli here. <laughs> and so I I tried playing my Switch and then I like glanced over and the like broy dude athlete guy next to me I was like I saw Jennifer Coolidge on his phone. And I was like, "Wait, what?" 
and then I was trying to figure out what movie this. I was like, what movie is this? And I was like, some a very attractive actress is in her underwear on a bed trying to like draw some guy's attention. <laughs> so first it was the game of what is he watching, and then I realized sure, sure. what it was, and I was like, this seems kind of fun. I, he has his subtitles on, so I can <laughs> I can follow along. And then all of a sudden, I was like, oh, is this weird? Because he would occasionally glance in my direction, and I had to, like, quickly draw my attention elsewhere, or, like, close my eyes, or pretend to be, like, whatever. <laughs> you were pretending to be asleep. I was, yeah, I was pretending to not be watching his screen, because I was like, is this weird? <coughs> yes. I, I didn't know if this was a, like, I have anxiety thing. Or what? But I was like, maybe this is very weird, and and this man... It's not very weird. I would be, like, a little... Like, I gotta be... Like, if you're not watching something, like, pervy, it doesn't seem like a big deal to me, you know? Yeah, it was just, like, a movie. I just happened to also be watching and reading along. Yeah, yeah. Um, Oh, he had the subtitles. Yeah, he had the the subtitles on. (laughs) So I was like, sure. I know what these actors sound like. I can... Darcy Carden's in there. I know what all these people sound like. And if not, I can make it up in my head. <laughs> so yeah, I was like, my brain can fill in the gaps and I can do... Sure, sure. I can figure this out on my own. Um, but I just had to constantly like avert my eyes or like I put on my sunglasses at one point. So he, I would just like kind of give me carte blanche. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a hoot. That is so good. Yeah, I was like, this is, I have, I have now gone so far into it that if it, if it wasn't weird, I think I it is now go. weird, and yes, and yes. I can't get my claws out of this, so we just gotta ride it all the way to Florida. <laughs> the idea of the guy, like, shooting a glance over, and you being, like, a little kid, and being caught, like, quickly shutting your eyes and tilting your head a little is, I can't even, <laughs> I can't even continue. Yeah, very similar energy to that. Yes. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, yeah, that's delightful. The last time I was on a plane, I had my switch and I got it out and I was very excited about this. And I looked over to my left and the row of three people in a family together, each had individually pulled out their switch and we're all playing switch. And I was, <laughs> so the whole row of the plane was all switch playing. It was, like, I love that. Yeah. You should have been like, Hey, what's your friend code? Let's play some, let's play some Mario Kart. <laughs> I probably should have. Uh, I, I gotta get yours. I keep forgetting to do that. It's I, I'm too dumb to figure it out. I also wish they weren't like, f- like a like a fucking your parents' Wi-Fi password. Yeah, right. Like, why it's can't you. it just be like a like a Medicare ID or or like right. some short with like a combo of letters and numbers without but being like, like why, why or like why can't I just make it up? Because it's not like a screen name. It's like a link. It's I guess right. for your specific to system the console. Yeah, yeah. Still feels like you could set that when you turn it on and and be taken care of. Yeah, probably. Uh, anyway, uh, let's get into romancing the stone a little bit. Uh, love this intro here. We've got... very back to the future vibes with the score. Yeah, uh, it's actually uh, stolen score here. The well, the the score in sorry, the intro as we show the cabin may have been um, Silvestri, but the score when the woman and the guy get together is lifted from the from another movie yeah i knew that one but the the real score of the movie is yes it's good i mean we like sylvester around here you know it's it's a good sylvester score i went into Uh, this movie like very blind Uh uh-huh um like no trailer even no 
I've seen the poster and that's it. But okay. In, okay. in today's age, posters mean nothing because streaming services right. change them for your, depending on who's watching. Right. Because right, right, right. What's happening anymore? Yeah. Like you, you get the like gay friendly posters. I get the one with like a girl boss on it. Yeah. Like yeah. my Resident Evil poster <laughs> is like the the bitchy woman behind a desk with an aggressive bob, and my boyfriend's <laughs> is like zombies. And I was like, well, hang yeah. on. <laughs> They're I, like, we know how to sell this to you. I understand that these are both in the same show. <laughs> your your poster for, for Jurassic Park is just Laura Dern standing with her hands on her hips. Yeah, and again, like it's <laughs> I'm gonna be like, well hang on, I, I was I thought this was a, a lady movie. There's significantly less lady in this movie than I thought there would be. <laughs> I had no idea there'd be dinosaurs in this film. <laughs> yeah, that my, my poster has not a dinosaur to be found. Right, right. It's just, like I said, it's just Laura Dern, hands on hips, staring into the middle. Distance. It's a very, it's whatever variation of the I care a lot poster that they can come up with for whatever, yes. whatever yes. show. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like other I, really famous movies that like, I'm trying to imagine what your Goodfellas poster my, looks like. It's the mom in the kitchen. Yeah. A beleaguered yeah. older mother who's trying to keep her house together. <laughs> Sign me up. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, it's Lorraine Bracco like dragging the kids into the prison visitation room <laughs> or something. My jaws is just uh, Lorraine <laughs> with with the bandana on. Yeah, Lorraine with the bandana with a hand on the head, looking a little exasperated. <laughs> That's a great one. Um, anyway, we get like, uh, there's a lot of D Wallace in my, in my trailer <laughs> it's posters. Just, it's just all D Wallace. Variations all of down. D Wallace. 50 shades of D. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of other movies where there's like, basically like Goodfellas, Lorraine Bracco is excellent in, but she's probably on screen for like 17 cumulative minutes. I'm exaggerating a bit, but I'm trying to think of other movies. Like, where it's like the woman is not the key, but that's what they would right, shove right. in front of my face. Well, like your poster for the thing is just a picture of the computer because it has uh, <laughs> yes exactly what's her face's uh, Adrian Barbo Barbo's voice uh huh <laughs> it's just just the computer with like a little sound coming out of it <laughs> a little a little like sound like ele- uh-huh. like electricity lines yeah I was like there's got to be a movie with no women oh the thing Lawrence of no Arabia is another one <laughs> yeah it's yeah, just a picture yeah. of sand <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will say the poster I get for Lawrence of Arabia, he has so much eyeliner on that, like if you blinked, you might it is, look right. You could think it was a woman. In a gr- I've never seen that movie because I have no desire to. I think it is. Yeah, it is in the quadrant of not for me and not going to watch it. <laughs> it's literally four hours long. Yeah, no, thank you. But every time wow. I see that poster, I'm like, that is so much goddamn eyeliner. Like <laughs> that's like, like a middle school. Sixth grade middle school play Emo amount. Kid. No, no. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. A play yeah, yeah, yeah. amount yeah, yeah. of eyeliner. It's your first play. Yeah. yeah. That's a movie that I'm dying to see in 70 millimeter. Like I, I've never seen it. And I feel like if I'm going to watch it, I need to be like at a theater where I have no distractions. I'll and a catheter. Like, <laughs> well, you get up and pee. There's intermission. Okay. Yeah. But two hours till the intermission. <laughs> I can make it two hours. I, 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 this is a little TMI. I went to see Avatar 2. No bathroom break. Okay. No bathroom Did you not drink break. anything? I didn't do anything special. I just did. I was just like, we, I'm just. Gonna do you bring a drink to the life. movie then? Are you one of those people? I will not. I, w- I did not. I will occasionally bring a water to the movies or something. I would not do that. I did not do that and would not suggest doing that for Avatar. Too long. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
My big problem with Alamo Draft House is like I often want to get a beer while I'm there and then I drink a beer and then immediately my brain's like, well, we got to get rid of this liquid. And I'm like, <laughs> well, if it was water, you wouldn't be doing this. Brain's like, don't care. Get it out of me. Easy and in, easy out. Yeah. I, I was watching Nope and I was like trying to go like, okay, like, do I go now or do I, I, I know. wait? I'm trying to think where in that movie would be the best There's place not a good spot. to go without losing spot. things. No, there's not a good spot. But I was like, I have to take care of this. And the longer I wait, the more it's going to be like in the climax of the movie. So I waited for a flashback with the monkey. I was going to say, I, I think that the, the monkey thing, even though that's those are my favorite parts and I want like yeah. a whole movie of just that. Yeah, that's probably where. Yeah, but that is my big beef with the that is my big problem with the Alamo Draft House is like, oh, you want to get food? OK, let's get a beer. OK. And then I drink a beer and immediately I'm like, well, this was a terrible idea. Yeah. Speaking of intermission, this is completely unrelated. OK, we got it. We, we got, got we'll get back on track. Find the track two seconds. Rapidly get the tracks. They're making a wicked movie. Mm-hmm. Every high school theater kid is creaming their pants. They're making two They're fucking movies. Two I'm mad. Movies. I'm so Serious. mad stupid they're like well you can't they're like I, I agree Defying gravity is a really powerful moment it's a very powerful moment but then they're like well you can't just keep the movie going after that song at least in the in the theater you have an intermission and i was like okay yeah but like there's a lot of amazing moments in movies where the movie just kind of keeps going after right you give like- your like 89% of movies ever have a big moment about halfway through. That's like, like kind of like a normal thing in movies. What it should be is do Defying Gravity and then give like a three minute montage showing the passage of time in Oz and how things have gotten shitty now. Yeah. I mean, the thing is. The two and a half hour musical does not need to be four hours minimum of, of movie. It doesn't. Right. Right. And I'm Unless sure you're adding all the like, weird shit from the book, which you're not. Right. That's what I was gonna say is like I'm sure they're gonna be like oh we're gonna add in all the stuff from the book. You're gonna add the it, sex you know? club from the book. Mm-hmm. The sex club in the book. It's called the philosophy club, and it is people having sex with animals. I think, but lowercase a who don't speak. I think it's been a while since I read Wicked. So like, like just like a like Toto, like a tiger, like a okay. So in in the book, I say animals and animals. Animals capital A are animals that can speak. Lowercase, yeah, cowardly lion, uh, or the per, the per, have you, you saw Wicked, right? I mean, I don't remember much the Goat Man. Things. Okay, is one of them, <clears throat> and then there's lowercase a animals. Who part of the larger picture of the book is that like there's you know racism uh, for yeah. all intents and purposes between the, between animals and like sure no animal should speak blah 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 blah. But I think in the philosophy club, it's like maybe it is a talking tiger. I bet it's talking. But like part of it is like, ooh, they watch like a guy have sex with a lady tiger or something. Mm. The 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 talking tiger has sex with a non-talking tiger as like a sex show. No, I think it's a human man has sex with a talking okay. tiger. I think okay. again, okay. I haven't read Wicked in a minute. Yeah. Okay. But it is a lot. The book is a lot darker and weirder and political yeah. than the musical, yeah. as I've discussed sure. before. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's not like they made a Lay Miz movie and they didn't chop it in half and end it with. Yeah, yeah no know. shit. Yeah. One day more One day brings more, down the goddamn yeah. house. Right, right, right. Uh, anyway, I digress. Uh, <laughs> Tangent Jones over here. Two people got that reference and we're like, hey, <laughs> I understood that. Uh, so anyways, right. I went Everybody, blind in this movie. Everybody out there in listener land, I need you to don't do this if you're driving, but close your eyes 
and help us imagine the train car lifting up and back onto the tracks. And then we're going to smoothly go back to talking about the movie, at least for a little bit. So, all right. All right. One, two, three. And it's up. Here, the pneumatic hydraulic of the theme park rides, bringing the (laughs) the car back to position. (laughs) Okay. You went in blind. I went in very blind. And so, because just looking at the poster, I was like, I can't tell. I was like, for some reason in my head, I was like, she's, this isn't real indicative or like she is not normally in this situation because the poster's like her on his back and they're swinging on a vine yeah, yeah. it almost it's a great poster for it, the record it's like five percent too much uh boardwalk caricature for me okay i, it I could mean, I get what you're saying they could have that um so i was like i bet it's sort of a uh was it slings and arrows we did with bet midler and um outrageous fortune yeah we're like there are two I like I bet she's like not normally in this situation. She gets dragged sure, into sure, it. Sure. Yeah. And then the movie starts and it's like very earnest like western. Yes. And I was like, "Huh, what's well, Kathleen Turner's voice?" Yes. This is not the movie I thought this was going to be. Cuz it this like cold open essentially goes on for a while. It does. I immediately was like, "Oh wow, they really did just rip this movie off for Lost City." Because I, I clocked like, "Oh, she's a writer, and she the narration is because she's writing this scene." Does it cut to uh, not Julia Roberts, Sandra Bullock, in like a, a messy top bun with a flannel on? It's, I mean, yeah, but in the Sandra ones, she's the protagonist of the books. Oh, I mean, I think that's supposed to be Catherine. Kathleen Turner in the right, but in in the oh, it's literally it is literally Sandy. Yeah, mm. she's like in danger, laying next to this hot hunk, and like there's snakes all around them. And then she's like, "Ugh, I've done snakes so many times." And then the snakes just like you hear like clickety clack, clickety clack. They just disappear. The disappear. Yeah. So we do this whole cold open with the book. She's she's writing it. The the. I have never gotten the impression that the goal of romance novels was to write tearjerkers, but it seems like that is what her intended goal is with all of her writing is to make people sad. Like I, or at least that's just what happens to her. Maybe, but like the, the editor like twice is like, Oh, you made me cry. And I'm like, is that what the goal is? Well, I thought she didn't cry till the end. Cause she's like, you actually made me cry and don't tell anyone. <clears throat> Maybe. But she's crying as she finishes the book that she's narrating here, the Western. Mm-hmm. A real uh, Jessica Fletcher moment. Mm-hmm. And then she's like out of tissues. So she goes to the bathroom and there's no more toilet paper, but there's like a post-it on her mirror. And so I was like, oh, she has dementia or something. <laughs> because that's like a very common movie like shorthand for this character yes, has dementia. It is now, but this character is very young to have. That's why I was shocked. I was like, is yeah. this, I was like, oh, like, are we getting like a 50 first dates? Like, what is going on here? <laughs> because her house is covered in post-its of like, turn off the stove and like lock the door, buy more tissues. And so I was like, huh. And then that doesn't go anywhere. So I don't get why it was in the movie. Yeah, she should be more like forgetty on the the trip i i feel like what we're supposed to glean is like she's uptight she's got her rigid routine which is better expressed with like a schedule in color-coded blocks than yes to the post notes <clears throat> um i agree with you i'm not i'm not arguing with you at all i think you make a really good point i did not consider that one until you just said it but you're totally right that they do set this up and then you're like now wait a minute 
Um, it definitely is like trying to set up. Okay, she's like very boring. She's got a track that her life is on. She likes the track. She just you know goes on it repeatedly, and she's got no problems with this. And then you know her world gets torn asunder, and she you know reacts to it positively. It like reminded me. I think what they were trying to do <clears throat> was uh, Michelle Pfeiffer Catwoman, where like okay. she gets home. And she's beleaguered and she turns on, she goes through her answering machine. And then the last one is like, hey, Selena, this is Selena. You have to come all the way back to the office because you definitely forgot the the notes for the blah, blah, blah. Oh. And she's like, ugh. And I was like, I feel like it, that was the energy they were going for of like sure. constantly trying to remind her, like, you forgot to buy tissues, you're scatterbrained or whatever. I don't know what, I don't know what they were trying to say, but it felt like it was that energy. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, she has quite a cat dinner party as well. Uh, very good cat act. Real food. It's not cat yes. food. It's it right. is tuna fish. And then she puts like a little sprig of parsley on the top, which I found delightful. And Adorable. I was like, is that something a cat could eat? I thought I was like, I wonder if a cat can eat that. Uh, I don't want to go to Tangent Town, but you mentioned Fifty First Dates, and I made a little note here and then moved on. The movie's kind of creepy if you think about the premise too hard, huh? Not really. Like, he basically tricks that woman into falling for him. I wouldn't say tricking, because they did fall in love. Well, she, like, goes on the same date over and over. Isn't that the idea? Yeah, I mean, there are 50 of them, you might say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I mean, isn't that a little... That's a, it's like, I'm going to trick you into loving me. I'm going to grind you down. No, because it because it resets every day for her. It's not like... Like, for him, he's falling deeper in love than she is, because he's had 50 and she's only had one. Right. So, like, I don't think it's that creepy for my... That surprises me. Okay. ...perspective. I mean, I haven't seen it in a minute, but maybe it's, again, yeah. it's a uh, Goldie Hawn, Kurt Russell situation where, like, they're just so dang charismatic yeah. that yeah. your brain I sort think, of smooths I think, over. I think that's exactly what it is, because I think it's a cute movie, too, but you're, like, think I just think, think about that premise, you're like, no, wait a second. Our parents are, like, throwing phones across their... Although, body. I bet... I, I mean, I haven't spoke, like, read anything, but I bet that there's some, like, neurological, like person like doctor was like actually this is not uncommon for you know people with this kind of memory issue or something i bet there's mm. i bet there are people smarter than we have written papers about how that's not creepy or is creepy 50 first dates as as a thesis for a doctoral dissertation yeah something like that or just like a think uh, piece for fucking buzzfeed i don't know i mean that exists for sure what's well, like there's this there's a movie i like a lot called about time that's like this um uh, it's uh domino gleason and he can like revisit moments in his life by doing a certain thing it's is that very, based I on a book right probably is that the one because i remember i think I, it's like a domino gleason's like a handsome irishman right yeah yeah or the redhead guy who yeah in star wars he because that in yeah uh, <laughs> i heard that in the book he and uh a different version of himself have some fun <laughs> Oh, interesting. That would be that would be fascinating. He doesn't. That's not how it works in the movie, though. He doesn't see himself. He becomes himself. Maybe I'm thinking he of can, a different one. There is definitely can, a, like, a handsome redhead Irish. I mean, it's very possible. Movie. The book, the book, and the movie have different rules. In the movie version, he can just like, oh, that I screwed. Is that it Rachel up. McAdams? Gonna, it's take two. Yeah. Then yes, it is that same one. <clears throat> it's different rules in the movie. It's a good movie. It's cute, but it's like. He keeps fucking up with Rachel McAdams and then like take doing a take two. And it's like, if you think about that, that's not fair. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, no, you're tricking this woman because you, you know, spilled wine on her or whatever. Mm -hmm. Anyway, uh, on a a note about this movie, love pointing out these performances. Love when we get an opportunity to Mrs. Irwin, the neighbor. 
So good. She, she rules she, so she hard. Knew, she showed up to work today. She showed she, up to work today. She pinch hits a grand slam. One scene wonder, Mrs. Irwin. I was like, oh, surely this woman comes back. Nope. nope. Just a great <clears throat> day player. Love Mrs. Irwin. Wonderful. Also, she's got a uh, Kathleen Turner's got like a sad person fridge. There's a single yes. egg on a wire shelf, a and then single egg. Yes. Is it a bunch of medication? It looks like a bunch of medication. It doesn't explain. Which again was like I was like, oh, is is it? <laughs> you thinking this movie is about a woman with Alzheimer's for like twenty minutes is killing me. It's such a good, good, good thing. I mean, look, going in blind. Saying- no, I the evidence saying, like, presented. It's totally logical. It's just insanely incorrect. <laughs> I also can't see um, uh, Kathleen Turner on a f- on a phone without thinking of Serial Mom. Yeah, which is yeah, a delightful, true. weird movie. Yeah, I will. I, I do say we don't often comment on this, but like you got two babes in this movie. I know you know you were saying uh, Michael Douglas, not your speed, but this is like, I, pretty objectively. Peak. I get it. It's just yeah. not for me. But it's like a couple of babes in yeah. the movie. Kathleen Turner, height of her power. Michael Douglas, height of her power. Ten-year age gap between them, which is like by Hollywood standards, pretty low. Pretty, pretty standard, yeah. Yeah. You got a 40 and a 30 here. Pretty good. Kurt, so I, I looked it up. Kurt Russell and Goldie are the opposite. She's older She's than older him. She's older than him. Yes. yes I do. I do yeah, yeah. And by, a, like I think, like a five to ten year gap. Yeah. Yeah. She she is. Because I was like, oh, how old were they? They were definitely like a younger skewing view when i was dreamcasting in my head for those two yeah 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 they would be i mean they this i mean this movie would totally have worked with the two of them for sure agreed uh so we got a um a guy kind of a mysterious man in black yes and he's trying to break into her apartment and the janitor intervenes and he kills this janitor is it a i thought it was like a superintendent because I don't you're think correct. apartment buildings have janitors. Yeah, you're correct. You're correct. <laughs> apartment buildings, still apartment buildings, apartments could have a janitor that like sweeps hallways, but you're correct. It's probably a superintendent. Yeah. So I, I mean, so my brain at this point switched Somebody gears. Somebody is cleaning the hallways of, a, of an apartment building like this, I would think. That's true. But I just, I imagine it was just like an outsourced service rather than like a yeah. dedicated yeah. or maybe like yeah. a handyman. I don't know. Yeah, whatever. You're correct. He's, he's probably the superintendent. Yeah. Um, so at this point, my brain shifted gears from dementia to are her the characters in her story coming alive oh okay <laughs> so it was, it was a very colorful movie for me this new podcast within a podcast called andrew watches the movie with no idea what's going on is really delightful yeah uh we go to the bar where we're with holland taylor and uh a young Holland Taylor, which was so strange to my brain. <laughs> it it is very weird. And there, she, Holland Taylor's doing a great rundown, just like crushing every man at the bar, like old, fat, ugly, <laughs> mustache, bald, yeah. whatever. Uh, I think a Baldwin is is hiding in there. Is there a Baldwin? It looks like what she says. He like smiles a, too weird. The guy with the weird smile kind of looks like a Baldwin. Interesting. I didn't clock him hard enough to catch that. I will. What I did though, clock was Holland Taylor's drinking like I don't know, like a whiskey or something like that. And uh, I went, "Is she is is Kathleen Turner drinking a grasshopper?" And then immediately Holland Taylor goes, <laughs> "Have another grasshopper." I was. I thought she was drinking. I thought they accidentally like brought something over from the Return of the Jedi props. I was like, "What is this <laughs> Star Wars ass drink?" She's a blue fizz. She's drinking. It was green. It's blue green. It's, it's like, like a, a very light minty green. Yeah. Also, a middle of the day grasshopper? Who are you? Yeah, yeah this is like the I don't drink. Is this 1920s? Drink this, 
<laughs> this has to be a the only thing I drink is grasshoppers. But also, I drink, I drink four a year. She drinks nips. A lot of nips. That's true. She and does. And they look does. like Grand Marnier nips. They do look and like I, Grand Marnier. Which is a very strange nip of choice. Yeah. Yeah. I There was a bar I used to go to with friends in Baltimore where they, like, served beer uh, only, but the the every, like, other round you bought, you got a free shot of Grand Marnier. The bar, the guy who owned the bar just loved Grand Marnier. That's and so, so bartenders, weird. The, the bartenders could, like, freely... It was also weird. When you ordered beer, you got two 10-ounce beers, these, like, small mugs. Okay. And so... And so, but you couldn't mix and match the flavors. Like if you if you wanted like a, the double IPA and a stout, they were like, okay, well that's four total glasses. So like Insanity. you'd have to like you you and a friend could be like, I'll buy, I'll get this, you get that, whatever. But you'd get these Grand Marnies, and then uh, my friend, of course, would schmooze with the bartenders, and they were like freely giving out the Grand Marnie. And the one night, the, is it the schmoozing friend? I think you're talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, it's fine. Zay, former guest of the podcast. Zay. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I forgot. Zay, You're right. For, for, for former guest of the podcast, uh, he won't. And this is not. It's not a bad story. I'll just say his name. Uh, Streets of Fire episode in the archives. I think at this point. Uh, but he um, he was a uh, you know he was you know schmoozing with his bartenders and then they started just like firing Grand Marnier at us and like after a while is Grand Marnier like a like a it's orange a, I don't know but it's like a normal alcohol percent or like a yeah it's like brandy but it's like it's like a it's like a forty percent probably strength. yeah 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 <clears throat> yeah and so Chris also on that episode and it was the three of us mm-hmm. at this bar and he just like keeps getting this to happen and eventually we were like I really don't want to drink any more Grand Marnier <laughs> this is like such a potently flavored alcohol like it I, is like I, it's like I don't I don't dislike Grand Marnier but I don't want eight glasses of it in a night like I just don't want to drink a much more orange liqueur please no, liquor, get, I guess. throw some tequila or, or vodka and yeah, like give me something they they do not have anything else they have Grand Marnier which they are free to distribute because they don't sell it so they don't oh. have like a you know they don't have to have a license pour, for that r- that could be it honestly I never considered <clears throat> that but also they like don't have the thing of like you know, there's not uh, John Taffer being like, you're giving away the bar, you know, because yeah. they can just like there's there's it's no- like how bridal shops can ser- technically serve champagne. They're not right, selling it. Right. So, right. Um, we also didn't mention that the neighbor gave her a pack, gave Kathleen Turner a package. Yes. For the vital part of the movie that we just with right like past. 50 hundred stamps on it. Yes. And uh, a treasure map inside. Well, we don't know that yet. That is true. <clears throat> because this movie is pretty decent other than the fact that i thought it might have been about dementia for a while uh it's pretty good about at sprinkling little tidbits in because like she gets this covered in stamps thing from someone named raul i think and she's she clearly doesn't think it's weird so she's kind of like tucks it away and then holland taylor is like oh how's your sister doing since her husband like i can't imagine you know my husband being murdered like that and it's sort yeah. of like these little breadcrumbs of like, yes. hey, it's a keep, good screenplay. Keep paying uh, attention, please. Diane Thomas, who wrote this, wrote it like five years before first screenplay credit um, and then never had another uh, credit. She she died uh, young, but um, she wrote a draft of Indiana Jones three that basically took place in a haunted house. Oh, which okay. sounds cool as hell. Uh, and Spielberg wanted to go a different way. I love Last Crusade, so it's hard to be like, I want that. But I certainly would rather have Indy in the Haunted House than the... Uh, it would be like Luigi's Crystal Mansion. Skull. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it should I have been that, his, his 
is a dumbass museum friend stuck in a mansion. He's the oh my god, Marcus that's Brody. it's the true Luigi's mansion of <laughs> the Indiana Jones genius, franchise. That's a genius, genius suggestion. And it's don't make it a mansion. Make him stuck in the big room with the Ark and stuff. So now, well, now we're sort of shifting into that Conjuring movie, where where the well, house, yeah, I, <laughs> all the shit also, in the house came to life. Also, I think it's a uh, five seasons on Sci-Fi called Warehouse Thirteen, which is like the people who caretake. Oh that yeah, Indiana Jones. But I, I want Marcus. I want the Conjuring version with Marcus Brody trapped in there, full on Luigi's Mansion style. This is what yeah. I want. Indy and and Sean Connery have been trapped in paintings, and he has to get them out. Yeah. <laughs> I love this. That's perfect. I want to watch this movie. Somebody make this an animated feature. I don't know who the market is for that animated feature. Well, everyone in it is dead. So we got to figure out how to get around. I think at that point, they're just going to make a Luigi's Mansion movie. (laughs) I think at that point, that's just what they do. I mean, based on the amount of money that Super Mario Brothers just made, I think they're going to make that probably. But I don't know. I don't know if Luigi's Mansion is on their radar yet, but they had they announced that it's like a King Kong, a Donkey Kong, uh, at least one Zelda um, there was like a, a little. There was a little bit of like a wink. Luigi's Mansion in there, so it's not. I haven't possible. seen it. I'm very excited to see it, but I haven't yet. It's fine, you know. I've it's heard not it's, like, it's very cute. It's like yeah, if you're a fan yeah. of Mario, I, it's very. cute. I wish I had known you were interested because I had gotten a promotion through Comcast that I ended up not using because I got the Regal thing, so I would have given it to you. It was like Bogo <sighs> tickets. Uh, anyway, um, so we get Mary Ellen Taylor from Die Hard. She's the newscaster and Die the Hard. Goonies. And the Goonies, that's right. But she was um, no, not Die Hard. Lethal Weapon. Is no, she also Mary in Die Hard? Mary Ellen Taylor is one hundred percent the newscaster in Die Hard. I I checked this and wrote it down. So oh, I was thinking of in... she was also she was the the therapist in Lethal Weapon when yes, we went on our right, Seinfeld right. tangent. Yes, you're right. You're right. Well, we're the best. <laughs> Uh, that was the Christmas episode of the Patreon where we try to pick movies that we think we'll like. And I assumed that I would Swing like Swing and a miss. And it was a big old whipski. So if you if you like when we riff and uh, pitch other things, like the cast of <laughs> Seinfeld as LAPD psychiatrists, you'll like you it. If you enjoy episode. Lethal Weapon, you might not enjoy our, <laughs> our episode. Yeah, probably not for you. Um, she gets a really great car, and then she gets, the thing that we she for someone who's like wanted by a lot of people, it's like the most conspicuous car you can drive. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I was under the impression that she she and the husband were like spies, but that doesn't seem to be what the vibe is. No, I I don't think so. If it is, no. the movie did a bad job explaining that. Right, right. But I like when I like was like, okay, your sister's been kidnapped. Like, doesn't it seem like you're setting up like, oh, your sister's actually this spy, and there's like a, like a secret identity and stuff like that. Well, I wanted to know more about her. Like, who the hell is her husband? Right. Why was is he, he an archaeologist who just happened upon this map? Or like, right. right. What's the tea here? It makes no sense. Uh, uh, but, but I love this movie has what more movies need to have, which is like child assassins. I love it. This He's got. I think they're called a, bolas. Mm-hmm. A bola snare, yeah, yeah. I, I only know Don't because you remember the Jurassic Park SNES game, the bola snare rifle. No, I didn't know. I remember the game. Didn't remember that. That's what those were. Yeah, I know them because Catwoman uses them in one of the Arkham games. But I now I'm fully remembering that that is the. There's a a rifle that shoots these. Yeah, 
Although in that game, it makes dinosaurs explode. Yeah, that's maybe why my brain doesn't remember them as bolas, because uh, that's not how that works. Right. And again, uh, a Jurassic Park game where the goal is to shoot all the fucking dinosaurs. (laughs) Every Jurassic Park game, every single one. No, there's one that's about making a park. It's like Roller Coaster Tycoon, but... In, I've played a lot of that game, and in that game, the dinosaurs keep, like, a, a mechanic of the game that you cannot avoid is that the dinosaurs break out and eat people. So, But you're not killing dinosaurs, are you? You have to trank them and then get them put back in their pens. And Doesn't sound like killing. But, yeah, yeah, that's fair. That is the only Jurassic Park game in which it's not, kill the fuckers, shoot them all, let God sort it out. <laughs> That one in the arcade. Spare no expense. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Spare no expense on these bullets. Yeah, it's going to be like in in History of the World Part 2 when they had the Jesus trailer. The like a ripped dude with a hat on is playing uh, John, not John Hamm. Jesus Christ. John Hammond. John the Baptist. Oh, John Hammond. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, okay. okay. I want like a a ripped dude with like a shitty community theater white beard and a hat. And like, I don't know, a a, a minigun? Is that what they're called? Or a yeah, Gatling gun? The, the, yeah, the Schwarzenegger has in Terminator. Yeah, exactly. That's what I want. And spare no expense. <laughs> I want him like pulling the the handle of the cane off, and it's just a huge sword. Yes, exactly. And they cut. It and it's a- like Megan Fox is is Doctor Sattler. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and and uh, you have both Schwarzenegger and Stallone. One is um, Ian Malcolm, and the other as uh, I keep wanting to say. Mer- oh, I was thinking they would name. be uh, they would be uh, Newman and Samuel L. Jackson since they're a little older. <laughs> yeah, that makes more sense. Uh, what the hell's the guy the the Raptor guy? The game it's an Muldoon. Muldoon. I was like, I couldn't get Murdoch out of my head. Speaking of, I recently watched a clip with Schwarzenegger talking about how he and like Stallone kept one one upping each other, mm-hmm. uh, and and uh, a really great story about Stop or My Mom Will Shoot, which I will get to when we eventually do that episode. But he was like, it got to the point where I was shooting a gun that's from a helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like it's ridiculous. Like he's 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 talking about like you know he's pantomiming shooting that gun from Terminator, but he was just like <laughs> it kept. It's like I have the bigger gun. No, oh, I have the bigger gun. No, oh, I have the bigger gun, and I had to get a gun from a helicopter. It was just so good. Oh God. Um, we were talking about child assassins. We go from that to uh, Dana DeVito at a gator pit, and we keep getting shots. I of thought gators. Uh, so my, like when I first saw Danny DeVito. I thought he was like a private eye. He has a private eye energy, honestly. Because he's like, hey, they're taking the girl on the boat. And I was like, oh, so he's... And then all of a sudden, he's part of it. He's part of yes. the kidnappers. And I was like, yes. whoa, hang on. I feel like yeah. you did not introduce this properly. Um, so the guy who plays his cousin, I think the cousin is Ira, the character. the mm, I, who I think is gay. The character? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I, that character is very weird to me because later on there's a scene with him and um, Mary Ellen Taylor where it seems like Mary Ellen Taylor has kind of fallen for him. And I was like, oh, is that what's happening? And then that's not it at all, like even a little yeah, bit. Yeah, for a second like, I thought maybe it was like she's in on it yeah. or something. So that actor was a big art guy and he bought a bunch of Basquiat paintings in the 80s. Oh, no uh, shit. One of which that he bought for $19,000 in 1982 sold for 110 million 
That doesn't surprise me. Yeah, well, I mean, art, art, art sales is basically money laundering, as I have learned. Yeah, well, uh, allegedly, I, I have no idea about this particular one. But could you the the one hundred and ten million dollars in one transaction for selling a painting you bought for twenty k when you were uh, you know a working actor in the eighties is just incomprehensible. Insanity. Uh, yeah. Um. So we get this gator pit, and we keep we keep getting these gators in this movie, and I was like, man, if this movie does not pay off. With some real gator, these are check. It could have paid off better, one. but it does it could pay have, off. But it was pretty satisfying. I will say, I, we'll get to it at the end. There was an opportunity for some real mayhem. Yep, I a hundred percent. I know what you're going to say because yeah. I have the same yeah. note. So we'll get there when yeah. we get there. Because we get we get like a really good first beat. We get Jurassic. It's... We get the end of Jurassic World. We're like, yes. this doesn't really make sense, but I'll go yes. with it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Kathleen Turner's house is all ransacked when she's at home. We find out about the sister being kidnapped, and now she's like, okay, I got to rush to save the the sister. Holland Taylor's trying to talk her out of it, and she's like, no, 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 I have to go. Drops you know, the little I, nugget that your books do very well in Columbia. Yes, yes and just which I lets, missed. Puts that drop in the bucket and goes, we'll get there. And I missed that, and so the so I had your reaction, and I was so <laughs> delighted by that thing. And then I later, when I was like reading stuff for doing some research, I was like, "Oh, I totally missed that." But that was that the payoff was even better, not knowing it was coming. Yeah. Uh, so the assassins following him. Um, we get to South America. How did like people absolutely... buy plane tickets in the eight, like <laughs> over the phone? I think uh, was it just a phone call. And then yeah. just like, I, I want to fly from Philadelphia to Orlando I on this so, day. Yes. And they're like, these are the flight options. Yeah, I really do think so. Yes. Or it I guess in insane. person. Or you could just, yeah, I guess you person, had to go in person, sure. which like, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, Hope. I mean, it, back back then it wouldn't have been odd for you to walk into the airport and be like, I need to fly to Bogota today. And they'd be like, okay, here's the options. Like that wouldn't have been put, that would not have put you on a list. No, <laughs> I'm not. I wasn't even thinking of that, but it's just like. What, you get there and just like hope that there's a flight within a reasonable amount of time. I mean, on this, like, what if you get there at noon and they're like, "Yeah, we're flying out at 11 p.m." and you're just stuck in the airport? I think that would only occur in like the emergency situation. I assume it was a phone call normally. If like hmm. if you're trying to fly same day, you got to do what you can do. You know? Yeah. Absolutely uh, gorgeous scenery. It's it's so nice to see movies that actually go places and film. I things. know. But the so the mysterious man in black from before puts Kathleen Turner on the wrong bus on purpose. So, d- d- what was the deal with the sign flip? Was this bus so, like it, changing it w- routes? Yeah. So it was it was okay. originally going to Cartagena and then um, it flipped to wherever. It. Yeah, it was I going saw instead. the flip, but I was like, is the, does that mean this guy is like this whole bus is part of the gag? And then clearly it wasn't. No. Yeah, I think it was just he was trying to isolate her. So that he could get whatever he would get the map. Yeah. There's also, uh, there's a pig on the bus. There's a pig. There's I love chickens. This. There's a bunch of people very annoyed by this woman who doesn't speak English or sorry, only speaks English. Who stepped on the uh, pig. Stepped on the pig. And then she's like pestering the bus driver with questions and causes an accident. I mean, crash. there's a lot of factors into that that she is part of, but the bus driver fully took his eyes completely off the road, which is yeah. on him. Yeah. Right. And, and and why in the flying fuck is Michael Douglas's truck Jeep just in the road? He left it, it is, there. It it yeah, it's not it's like pulled over but it's still on the road. On a dangerous mountain curve, there's no right. over. There's no right. shoulder. Right, right. Um so there's a big crash. It looks very cool. It's not like an explosion crash or anything, but it looks great. Um and then we get 
an incredibly no, it feels rad... very again so many moments in this feel like a theme park ride where like absolutely yes she cra- like the baskets go flying you could you could feel them like reset themselves afterwards and pull the chicken back in or whatever yes, to the baskets yes. Someone is going to eventually do this and it's going to rule. But the idea of like, oh, the ride is crashed and you have to like get off and then there's like a walkthrough thing. I think I mean, would be really cool. I mean, Rise of the Resistance is pretty close. Yeah, it does it. It does it kind of, but it doesn't. It does. I'm thinking more like the bit on the mummy in Universal, which has which has the fake out where uh, like you get you to the e- end. Yeah, yeah, you're like, oh, it's over, and you get, and you think you're gonna get off, which is still like a delightful thing. But I think there could be a cool thing where you're like, you gen, like the first time you ride it, you genuinely think the ride is broken, like not, oh, you know, yeah, like 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 the kayfabe a little stronger. I the thing you're talking about in Rise of Resistance is very cool, and I like that a lot. But I'm thinking slightly differently. You need good space Nazis, though. Yeah, but they if you really like, sell if, it. You could do it such in a way that people like genuinely think the ride is broken and then they're like, oh, okay, you have to get walked off. And then when you're getting walked off, it turns into like a Halloween Horror Nights maze. That could be fun. That could be very fun. Yeah. For the right audience. Yeah. Call us Universal. This feels like a great Halloween Horror Nights ride that you could probably pull off. I mean, I think I think it's just called their tram tour. I think their Halloween tram tour is just they take you to the plane crash site and then you walk through the plane crash. So I think they do do it similarly. Okay. But the ride doesn't break. There needs to be a break. You're missing the break part. I agree, but I was just saying that the similar aspect. Um, Look, I'm not here trying to talk them out of paying you for your ideas, so I don't know why you're here talking <laughs> them out of paying us for my ideas. Um, Kevin Turner- incredible backlit intro of Michael Douglas that looks just like one of the covers of her books that she looked at before she was leaving her house. Yeah. So Kathleen Turner has seen the mysterious man on the bus that she knows she has a feeling isn't going to Cartagena. Yes. And then when he gets off the bus, everyone gets off the bus and walks in a group. And he's like, oh, you should stay here because another bus is definitely coming. And I'm like, how are you a human woman in 1984 not getting alarm bells? Who lives in New York City? Who lives in New York City and writes books? Doesn't have alarm bells going off that like, no, there's no second bus incomprehensible uh so we get a classic ricochet shootout between michael I, douglas i and wrote oh an indiana jones type and then when i saw him i was like no it's it's a kurt russell type yes very it's, different it's kinda, but it's kind of right between the two i think he really wants to be a kurt russell type that's the vibe uh, i got absolutely yes i mean how could you not he's cool as hell uh, yeah but it, you get their classic like bring, 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 yeah, i get bring, a theme park ride yes absolutely. where they just fire a spark and you yeah, hear the, the ricocheting bullets. Um, and then the guy runs away. Douglas, you know, they have their shootout. And uh, Douglas He's is like, oh, man, my truck is trashed. And again, I want to be like, why is no one asking you where you were why, and why, why you abandoned you your truck full of birds? Right, right. So he, he was a he's like a bird salesman, apparently. <laughs> a door-to-door birdman, I guess. He's he's a bird hunter slash salesman. Ding dong, the Avon lady. Oh no, it's a birdman. Yeah. Uh so he takes her on. There also apparently were different kinds of travelers checks, which just like feels So I thought wild. Does she does she name the brand? Yeah, because he said she says, "How about travelers' checks?" And he goes, "American Express." And she goes, "Of course." And he's like, "You got it." Which I'm like, that must have hit hard in 1984. <laughs> this clearly was like, I think, I think, hitting you, different in 1984. 
I mean, I think what you heard there was just a little bit of advertising. Yes, but like clearly the cadence was a joke. Oh, I, yeah, I think it was probably a commercial line, is my guess. But like, I, I was like, oh, there's different. Tra- Why were there different travelers' checks? Well, different brands. But it's all the same money, for- right? Like, it's not like American Express gives you five dollars for one or whatever. No, but I think it was like you know how some places don't take Amex. Oh. So I oh. think they were kind of akin to traveler the traveler checks. I think were kind of akin to international credit card use, where it's like some people don't take Amex, and you have to have a different credit card. Yeah. That is my guess. Again, I was not alive. Uh, the law, the man who says he, who is following this, the mysterious man who was shooting at Kathleen Turner at like, uh, commandeers Danny DeVito's car and says he's a lawman. And I was like, yes. I thought he might have been a, like something different. But yeah. then I was like, he's clearly not a lawman, lawman. Right. Because he yeah, murdered a dude crap. in New York. Right, right. Uh, so she basically gives the rundown of Michael Douglas of like why I'm here, what's going on with my sister. But vague enough like, that, you know. Yeah. So he's like, all right, I'll take you on. Um, They're walking they, in the pouring rain. Yep. And he, a great moment here where he's like, what's in your suitcase? And he, she explains what's in there. And he's like, how about sensible walking shoes? And she's like, no, they're all heels. Weird, it's, but it's also like, yeah, weirdly enough, I didn't plan on my bus hitting your truck and having to walk through the goddamn fucking desert. I thought I was going to a city to see my sister. Okay. Okay, fine. But you didn't pack one pair of flats? Not one? Why would you need to? It's the 80s. Women wear kitten heels. I think it's irresponsible packing for a vacation to not have a flat shoe. It's not a vacation. <laughs> well, it's even worse. She's like on a high stakes adventure. Why is she only wearing high heels? Okay. From her perspective, it's not an adventure. It's go to this hotel, call the number, give us the map, and we'll give you your sister. It's a bing, bang, boom transaction. I don't think you should be going into a hostage situation in footwear you can't run in. That is my, I feel strongly about this. I feel that is poor preparation. This woman is an author who writes about women and cowboys and all these misadventures. She should have a little more knowledge. I'm sorry. It's bad planning. Again, it's the 80s. Women had to wear kitten heels. But I love this bit where he like hucks the, the thing. I hate, I was so mad at him. I was like, you don't know what's in there. It was hilarious. I thought it was really funny. It caught me completely by surprise. I was like, I was don't, like, don't, don't delightful. pull a Kurt Russell move when you're not Kurt Russell and you haven't earned that. <laughs> it's definitely a Kurt Russell move. Yeah. And if um, he did it, I would find it charming. I'm sure. Yeah. Also, I will say having now watched this movie where they do the whole thing with the heels and then he like chops the heels off in a little bit. Oh, that made me so mad. Together. Um, I mean, it's also like very clear. Like, it's very funny to me that this is written by a woman because of like that. I I even know that like heels have a shape. They wouldn't it, be flat. He was like, no, they're is. practical. And I was like, no, they're not dumbass. No, now there's now no support. She, now she has to walk like a complete insane person. Like she has to like duck, like duck walk, like on her heels. Yeah. <laughs> Except when they do a close up shot, magically she's wearing flats. And I was like, that's yes. not how shoes work. Right, right. Well, maybe, maybe she, they, the, the jungle walking just like smooshed them flat after a few steps. But it, it, it does, it makes it even more ridiculous. Like, I know I'm not going to relitigate this whole thing, but like, what Jurassic World was what, 2018? No, no, it was like 2016. 16. It's like, I know who I watched that with, and that gives me a clear timeline. It was okay. 2016. This movie is 40 years old at that point, and they've already done the whole heel thing. It's like, like you could have like the better version of that is like kind of knowing a knowing reference to this movie where 
Claire is like, I work at a fucking dinosaur park. I put my hiking boots on when I had to go do this. Or, I mean, it, it, she, I, I was thought like, she probably has shoes in her desk, but she was yeah, not anticipating yeah, I mean. this yeah, being yeah. the thing. Right. Well, I mean, her job is like, she has to go off road and stuff. She should have. Not like, very often. She's, she's mostly. Taking, she's taking people on tours to paddocks. Yeah, but I feel like it's it's the clean pad. Like, they're not. She's walking on cinders. We see her do it. It's crazy. I, I think you're also underestimating what uh, pressure is on women to wear <laughs> in executive positions. Right. But like we watched nine to five where the women like wore sensible walking shoes and then changed at work. This is like an establishment. She's at work. Things. Yes. And as part of her job needing to like switch to, to commando mode, she should be putting on boots. I don't We don't have to have this fight again. I, I thought you agreed with me. I'm so shocked to having this fight with you. I, well, I, it's more that like the woman I, outruns I, a fucking tel- T-Rex. That's dumb. Heels. That's dumb. But it's more the like, I'm not shocked that a woman is like, yeah, I have to wear fucking heels at this job because if I don't, I'm going to be, I'm going to be labeled as unprofessional to the, well, to sprint. All I'm saying is they do basically the exact Sprint same thing. will call Bob Iger and have my fucking head because I wore flats. I wore a tennis shoe. I'm not saying she should wear the tennis shoe in the meeting. I'm saying when she takes people to the paddock, she's like, oh, you have to have closed-toed shoes, so I'm putting my boots on. They're closed-toed. Never mind. It's not important. I'm just saying it's even more egregious to have that scene 40 years after this scene, which like already does the better version of the bit. Because doesn't she just throw her shoes away and walk barefoot in Jurassic World? Am I not remembering that correctly? She does, yeah. She she ties up yeah. her shirt yes. and then and then Walks kicks off her shoes, I think. Yeah. No, or, anyway. No, because she, she, no, she has her shoes at the end, so she clearly didn't kick off her shoes in the jungle. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Anyway, uh, there's a, she, she goes running after her suitcase and it turns into a mudslide, which- No, I don't even think fact- she runs. I think it just, it's like a natural erosion situation. Oh, yeah. It does seem to drop out from Michael Douglas, too. It honestly reminded me of those, I've never been on one, but those kind of water slides where, like, the floor drops out on you. They look fun. They look terrifying, yeah. but fun. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I, I, the whole time watching this, again, theme parky, I was like, boy, this looks like fun. The body cam footage, I don't know if it's a th- phrase for it, but, like, it's like a close-up of the person falling. That is yeah. the camera is strapped to them. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. It's like pre-GoPro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then Which, he... I, I don't know if I said this on the podcast, but a thing I've noticed in movies is you can tell when explosions are real now because suddenly it's GoPro footage. Oh, I didn't think about that. So it's a fun thing to notice. Like, if the camera changes suddenly to, like, GoPro-E, and you can tell, like, the resolution's not quite the same, you're, I'm always like, ooh, something's about to blow up. Huh. I'll have to look out for that. Uh, and they, they land at the bottom, and they're they're soaking wet, and he lands with his face in her crotch, and I was just yeah. like, come on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's 84. What do you want? I you know, know I know, but, like... It's it's not played. It's played more as like whoa, as opposed to like hey. It's know? not. I mean, it's just the concept is uh, itself is lecherous. Yeah, yeah, of course. It's written by a woman. I know. Well, she probably didn't write that. I'm sure she didn't write. And then he muff dives right into her from the mudslide. <laughs> Why did you turn her into Angela fucking Lansbury? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. <laughs> 
It's not a Grammy. I'm an old woman telling a story to my granddaughter in her bed. She's not Edward Scissorhands over here. It's like a woman in her 40s. Before he came down, it never snowed. He killed the snakes with the same knife he chopped my heels off. Yeah. Uh, we get Danny DeVito on the phone with his cousin, and he's trying to rip down. He's like explaining the situation. The the bad pretending guy he's like, on the phone with his mom. Yeah, the bad guy's rustling up, uh, basically an army to track these three or two. Excuse me, and he sees his wanted poster on the wall, which we never really get any details of. No follow and, up. And he does a. If he finally, when he finally snatches it, he does an awesome pratfall, it's just like right so over the counter. Good, delightful. It's, bit of business. So this is where we kind of learn that like the the mysterious man in black, his name is Zolo, and he's like an unofficial official leader. Yes. Like he's like a, a I don't know if he's high in like a like a gang or something, but he I got like he clearly unofficially vibe. runs the country. Yeah. Or yeah. wherever. Yeah. Maybe not country, that's a lot. Yeah. Um so there's a jungle chase. Uh, there's a little bit of some some shootout with them. They're she's smart these... and goes. He's like and goes across the bridge that he says is broken because she's like the options are this yeah. or death. So yeah, so it's a really great like the you know the one board falls away and she's doing like sort of an Indiana Jones like shuffle across the bridge and then uh, ends up having to grab a vine on the other side to, to kind of finish this crossing. And then the vine swings back to Michael Douglas and he does a Tarzan swing across, which looks really cool. Um, she starts doing, you said she's drinking little airplane bottles. I was like, Oh, are they going to set the bridge on fire? Like I thought they were going to make the bridge <laughs> collapse. And I was going to be like, she's got a little alcohol and she's going to do that. And it's like, no, she's just stealing her nerves, which I thought was pretty great. <laughs> Can you imagine? If if Grand Marnier is strong enough to light a bridge ablaze, I would be shocked. I mean, couldn't like bourbon or vodka? Can't you set that on fire? I thought you. I thought it had to be like one fifty one or something. I, I thought like that was I, the only flammable or like grain alcohol. Okay, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe they're not strong enough proof. I thought you could, but I, I really I don't do a lot of lighting alcohol on fire, as you might imagine. Yeah, right. Um, so on IMDb, as I like, I was like kind of scrolling, not getting the spoiler parts. And it was like, uh, Michael Douglas wanted to produce this film so he could show off his rock climbing skills. And I was like, what? And then he like does five seconds of rock climbing here. And I was like, there's yeah. no, I was like, where in this movie they're going to do rock climbing again. Right, right, right. They do it. So, I was so mad they included it later. I was like, this movie is it's, an hour 45 and you're doing nothing here. It we'll is, get to it. It is, it is fully a special skills section bit from like a cheap horror movie. Yeah, I was like, come on. So they they find a plane to kind of like take take catch it's like the catch your breath moment of the movie like the you know the two characters is you know the relationship's going to change catch our breath a little bit and they uh they get on this plane and they start uh looking around and Michael Douglas is like, "Oh, this is all weed." And so they end up making a campfire They hotbox themselves in a plane and I was like, "This is yes. dumb. This is a dumb yeah. idea, y'all." Yeah, and it doesn't even pay off in that they get like giggly and silly. Like Ka- she's Kathleen a little Turner bit passes out. Yeah, yeah. At one point, she's like, "Don't put any more on. I'm already dizzy." But the, I like this is a lot of weed. <laughs> this is like being in a bong. Yeah, it, it also like so now there's a smoking plane in the middle of the woods that smells like weed in a country where weed is very illegal. Like, no, I think weed is like abundant here because of the cartel guy. No, he says it'll get you. Uh, centuries in 
He said oh, it's five okay. to life in America and centuries in Cartagena or wherever they are, Colombia. Because I think you have to be in the cartel. Like, if you're not the cartel, then you can't sell it. Right, right. I We were talking earlier about, like, her character having, like, a couple of good moments, but not, like, a, a, you know, I, I wanted a little more of. I really like here, they're passing this bottle of liquor back and forth, and she is wiping the bottle off every time before <laughs> she takes a sip. Yeah. And then as she gets drunker, she she stops doing that, which I thought was pretty good. Mm-hmm. It's a nice little moment. Um, so he, uh, they, they kind of open up to each other, and then she explains the full situation, and he's like, well, if this map is so important, we should go to where the map goes to get whatever treasure is there and have more leverage. And I was like, yeah, yeah, but also, come on, you shifty yeah. con man. Yeah, yeah. She calls him a Mondo Dismo, which I've never heard before. Yeah, I I had to do a 10 seconds back on that bad boy and go like, huh? What's, what now? Uh, huh? uh, he kills a giant snake. Yep. And this is the part where he is like just straight up. He's got exactly Snake Plissken's beard, exactly Snake Plissken's hair, and he's wearing his T-shirt. Mm-hmm. And might even be wearing his pants. Uh, and then he's like, my big dream is a boat. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, there's like, there's more to be said here around the world (laughs) like and that's it and i was like oh that's that's all the depth we're gonna get from old uh right old fake pliskin here well there's not much to him right it's like i live in the jungle i hunt birds and i want to get on a boat that's but also like how did you end like you clearly didn't live in columbia your whole life because you speak english and no one else speaks english like you do right and the the cops are after you which you mentioned on multiple occasions so how did you get here and why are you still here Absolutely. Um, he's like cooking the snake, by the way, while they're having this conversation. And yeah. Like eating little pieces of it. It's like the weird thing. Sorry, quick tangent for it. I just thought about it. In Mamma Mia, uh, the Amanda Seyfried character has grown up on this Greek island her entire life and has no Greek friends. <laughs> we talk about Mamma Mia on this podcast a lot for a podcast that is about movies made no later than 1992. I just want to point this Do out. Do we really? It's like the fourth Mamma Mia reference in in as many months. I'm not remembering, but yeah, no Greek friends, but grew up on this island. And also, when you really think about the movie, none of the characters who speak lines are Greek. They're just there for window dressing. Right, right. Well, I mean, the movie should obviously be set in Sweden, so. I mean, I mean, a ski resort, that could have been fun. Yeah, there you go. Just fix all the problems. Uh, She conks out. Uh, he's like studying the map. Uh, I love later. There's like multiple instances where he's like, "Does anyone have a Xerox machine? I gotta, I gotta photocopy <laughs> this map." <laughs> he keeps saying, that. "I'm like, buddy, I would never pull that map out at all until unless no. I was alone in a room with a locked door and no windows." Well, you don't think this drug dealer is gonna put a bullet in the back of your head? Come on, he doesn't care about you. Who? Wait, what? He asked the drug dealer for a Xerox machine. Oh yeah, him and too. He asked the hotel. Although so, he's, a, uh, he's a nice drug dealer, so he wouldn't yeah, do that. Yeah. So we're trekking through town, and these men start following them, and Michael Douglas is, like, ready to And then they're very nice to them. Yeah. She, she's like, oh, we're looking to rent a car. They're like, oh, the only car in town's with this guy. You got to go down this street. And I'm like, you never go down the alley when this creepy man tells you for this. Like, come on. Don't go to a second location. Right. So we get there, and the guy is just kind of brushing them off and then he pulls a gun on them and we see all of the the, the townsfolk behind them they're all there with their guns drawn and michael douglas is like all right i don't remember the character's name all right kathleen turner how no, are you gonna write it joan sentence? wilder okay and the drug dealer's like 
You're Joan Wilder? Which Joan Wilder? Here's how this should have gone down. She should have... He should have been like, no, and they do that. And then she should have turned to the hole. And he's, he, he's po- poking through the like Wizard of Oz. Wizard of Oz, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no one sees the wizard. No, nobody not know how. <laughs> yeah. Um, she should have turned around and been like, please, we just need a car. And he should have recognized her face. Because her good. picture's I... on the back of every fucking book. But on the back of the book, her hair's like up in a bun. She's got like glasses on. It's like sort of the... She's it's up all in a bad, pony which... right now. No, it's like, it's like loose, isn't it? I think at this point it's pony. She's she goes in between. Okay, I thought her hair was down, but I I love that. Like, not only is it oh, I love these books. He's like, these are the books I read to you guys every Saturday or Sunday, whatever day it is. And he says, yeah, it's their, the it's their version of radio. <laughs> yeah, all the other dudes are like, we love your books. It's so it's so good. Like I. I missed the setup that you had heard. And so it was just like very satisfying. Cause I kept waiting. Playing. I was like, someone's going to be a fan of hers. Yeah. Yeah. That I, I'm glad I had missed that because I thought it was, it was so satisfying and just like, there was nothing about it. Like there was no, like I, I was like, Oh, is this guy going to be like secretly gay? Or is like, it that my wife fucking Robert De Niro, twilight, not twilight starlight. I stardust. I understand why you dislike that. I think that is very well done. In the context of the movie, when everyone is like, yeah, we love you anyway. We don't That's care. fun, it's but it's just movie. like, it's very like... I get it. I totally understand why you don't like it. I, I completely understand. You're going you're gonna to put Michelle Pfeiffer in here and that bullshit? How dare you? You can't put both? I love Stardust. I, 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 it's a very weird hill that I like to die on, but Stardust yeah, I, slaps. Yeah, it's a great movie. I, every time someone tells me how much they like the Princess Bride, I'm like, you have to watch this movie. It's the same energy, and it's 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 just the same kind of fun. You will like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the army shows up. Um, we get some uh, great POV shots of the car as they're driving away. His like he calls it his little mule, but it's like a very it's a fucking monster truck rally escape. Yeah, yeah. The the there's one point where he's like, oh, I can't run over my pigs, and he goes to turn around, and I don't know if you caught this, but they. Fully ran over a chicken. Yeah, a chicken fully gets like sucked up into the wheel vortex underneath. Yeah, it it, it the, appears the, to the, live after the axle. The axle. But it doesn't. It's not like I think it's like just the wind of like. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. it doesn't get sucked up into the axle itself, right. but it like definitely kind of like rotates as it's like next to the wheel because it gets hit it, by the yeah. car. Yeah, it, it it clearly almost dies. <laughs> like very clearly almost dies. I should have watched to the end to see if they got that. <laughs> that bullshit no animals were harmed yeah because some that animal got harmed yeah it absolutely did um again theme park energy as they're yeah being shot at and and driving wildly there's a we can't go spot. this way my pig's in the road gotta <laughs> turn around that actually felt very video gamey to me as well oh yeah the the single pig in the middle of the road that blocks uh-huh. the entire road somehow because of yeah, the, yeah. The, the, yeah. the invisible wall they put up Drive around. What do you mean? You can't go. What do you mean? I can't go. I can fit the car. I can't here. jump. Why can't I jump? Yeah. Uh, but there's a great spot where I think it's supposed to be. There's like a gas tank on the back that gets shot that blows up. But mm-hmm. it, the explosion is like on the vehicle. And the drug dealer guy is like, hey, my car's fireproof. Don't worry about it. Okay, Juan. But also, he. it's weird that Juan like doesn't know who Zolo is. Yes. Because he's like, wow, these men are after you are persistent. And it's like, yeah, yeah, don't you know who they are? Like, right. And, is he not he like a rival? Like, isn't he a big deal? Yeah. And then <laughs> there's a secret remote ramp. 
Yeah, it's amazing. It's like a little garage door opener that he, he hits the. He's like, "There's you can't cross this river for two hundred miles except if you have this." <laughs> and they like Dukes of Hazard over the river. Yeah, and then the the he changes it from a ramp to like a straight up uh, blockade barrier. Yeah, and the next car hits it and flips over into the river. Very good looking. So they take a moment to take a breath, and yeah, um, they get dropped off in town. Michael Douglas freaks out about a tree or a, I was like, why are they freaking about this tree? And then I was like, oh, yeah. right, it's on the map. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Danny DeVito is on the phone with his cousin. Like, this is where I thought he on. was gay because he Danny oh. DeVito goes, oh, she's with a man. And he, you, you can't hear the other side of the conversation. He goes, I don't know. She likes men. So do you, Madagon. And I was like, wait. Oh, what? I totally missed this. And I, it could be an insult. I don't fucking know. But I was like, yeah. weird. Yeah. That the mincy man obsessed with a weird animal is is <laughs> is gay. The villain, the mincy villain obsessed with a weird animal. Are there a lot of gay folks who have pet gators? No, but in movies, it's always like they they're weird, like the weirdness, like they they have a weird pet or like yeah, the villain energy. Right. I have a crow. Who has a crow? Right, 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 right. Like, um, did you see Jungle Cruise? What's his name has a has a monkey. I don't remember a monkey in Jungle Cruise. Giamatti has a monkey? Or is he a bird? Giamatti has a Cruise? weird pet. Yeah, Giamatti has a weird pet. No, in the movie, The Jungle Cruise. Yeah, I'm, I don't remember... G- wait, wait. I don't remember Paul Giamatti in The Jungle Cruise now. Maybe I don't remember wait, this Paul movie Paul Giamatti's the best part of Jungle Cruise. He's like wearing all white linen suit. He's like a mustache twirler. And he was like... He apparently went to Disney and he was like... Okay, this is my affect. Like, I want to smoke cigars. Da, 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 da. And they're like, no, you can't smoke cigars in a Disney movie. And he's like, fine, then I want a monkey. And they give, I thought it was a monkey, but now I'm. Are you sure it's Paul Giamatti? 100% it's Paul Giamatti. He's not the main bad guy, is he? He's the, he gets like dispatched early. Maybe that's why I don't remember him. He like is not in the second half of the movie when it all becomes like CGI mush and the rock is like a secret. Uh, oh, you know what? Is he the one in town when Emily Blunt has to run away from him? Yes. Okay. Yes. It's clicking it's a, now. It's a bird. It's like it's a cockatiel or a cockatoo. Or it's, it's one of those white parrot looking birds. Mm-hmm. The but bird Giamatti, from Rosebud. But Giamatti has like a cane and like a big hat. He's like he's like exactly what you're describing. Yeah. Except that was the, their 15th first gay character in a movie <laughs> with the brother. Yeah. It's all, that, that one. It's just like. Just just have him say I'm gay. Like just have him say those words. What the fuck are we doing here? Like just Because they don't want to edit it. They don't want to re-edit it for the overseas markets. If you just took out the words I'm gay at the end of the sentence he already says in the movie, it plays better here and you can delete it. Like who cares? You just cut to the rock earlier. It's like so easy to do this. I mean, it's stupid that they do it, although they do it less now. It's just the whole thing. Is so yeah, I was happy because they did it for the one for the like the last of the big Avengers movies, they were like, we're not cutting this gay subplot. So either your countries aren't going to get the last of the Avengers <laughs> movies or whatever. And then I was like, oh, cool. And then they just were like, no, we're not going to do that anymore. And I was like, you pushed for the, <laughs> you have to keep pushing. Yeah. Um. So Michael Douglas and Kathleen Turner end up sharing a room. She pays him. And then he's like, well, I'll get you a hotel room and I'll buy us new clothes. And it's like, all right, you con man. This is. Yeah. He Xeroxes the... Does he actually Xerox it? No, he has the... Ma- like, later when they're having sex, he, like, 
puts the map back in her bag because he was going to do it after she fell right. asleep, I think. Um, they go to dinner and there is an Angelica Houston in Adam's family esque eye light key light on Kathleen Turner. I don't know if you uh-huh. know this. Oh yeah. It's, oh of course. There is a big old bounce rate. It's just like nose to eyebrows, please. Focus here. Mm-hmm. And then he gives her a necklace. It's a a Corazon. A fifteen dollar heart necklace from yeah, uh, yeah. The, the lead up to Christmas ad in the Macy's catalog. Uh huh. For the sixteen year old boys or girls to buy their partners. Uh huh. Uh huh. Maybe it opens up. Maybe it doesn't. Yeah. Now the the open up version is twenty five. We're not that big a spender here. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um. So uh, they start dancing. And this bit with Devito is like one of the I love this. Yeah. It's one of the funnier parts of the movie. I think He's he gets. Like, trying to steal her purse and so he's crawling under a table and this older woman sees him and like flips the table it's like probably an abuela yeah big abuela energy a a young abuela but but an abuela for sure yeah like grabs him like slapping him about she's punching him a guy tries to intervene like clearly like a security guard or a waiter and she's like get out of here like shoves him out of the way and keeps hitting him yeah um so they kiss during the fireworks and then we smash cut to weird nudity yeah well not there's no nudity just no clothes but on. i not actual nudity but like it's just this weird two naked people lying on top of each other yeah i mean they probably could have you know had them lie side by side in bed but if i was either of these people and the option to lay naked with this other person emerged i'd probably take it yeah they're both babes i agree um so she, he tricks her into thinking that it's a, her idea to go after the treasure, the treasure. Yeah. And so they sneak out of the hotel the next morning when Zolo's men roll in and accidentally carjack Danny DeVito. Yeah. And I love, he's like starting to hotwire it. And she's like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm hotwiring the car. And she's like, maybe try the key, which is just in the ignition. <laughs> uh, so there's a big chase. The army's hot on the tail. They, get they the realize waterfall. if they fold the map in a weird way, it's a waterfall with a heart around it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love I love that kind of stuff in these movies, though. It's just like, you did what? <laughs> like, how did, how did you, how you find you that? supposed to figure that out? Yeah, yeah. I just love adventure movies, though, man. I'm, I'm such They're a fun. sucker for this shit. I like, I, did you watch the National Treasure show? I haven't watched it yet. I haven't watched it yet because nobody's in it. None of the, I guess uh, Harvey Keitel might be in it, but none of the, none of the original oh, who, people are in he's it. Not, he's not a draw for the movie. I agree. I agree. But like, there's no Cage. There's no uh, Kruger. Diane Kruger. Yeah. And no uh, Justin Barthy either. Hmm. John Voight, I'm fine if you leave him on the sidelines. I, I would have thought that they could got Bartley for this. No offense intended they just di- to my I man. I wonder if they just, that's what I'm saying. They must not have even tried because there's just no way Justin Barth is, although he does have that hangover money. That's true. He that's was true. in all three of those movies. Was he in the others? I haven't, I've, I've only seen the first yeah. one. Yeah, he's in the, all three of them. Does he get disappeared every time? Is it always him? I have no recollection. Like I've seen those, all three of those movies and I could tell you absolutely nothing. Although maybe the one of them, they go overseas. I don't think I saw that one. Isn't that the third one? Or is there a fourth one? There are three. I'm saying I don't think I saw oh. all three because I didn't see the. I know they go overseas, but I never saw that one. Uh, so they get they find the stone, and there's this like kind of bundle of something or other that they open, and inside is like a twenty dollars ceramic cat that looks like it was made. It's a bunny. It's a it's a '60s bunny tchotchke. And she's like, oh, in one of my books, 
you know, we the thing was inside, so break it open. And of course they do, and the gem is there. And did you notice that they like painted over it? They, an- they animated it. They like put yeah. animation over it. Yeah, it's very odd looking. It's like, why don't you just shine a bright light at it or something? Like maybe they couldn't figure it out in a cave. And Danny DeVito shows up, points a gun, takes the stone. And says, let's get out of here before Batman comes home. Yeah. Yeah. Foreshadowing, baby. Um, the, I pause for a moment because I meant to say this earlier. Um, the, the thing that's wild watching this movie as a first time watcher and, and you the same. So I'm curious if you feel the same way. So we talked about this in our cocoon episode that the Zemeckis was supposed to direct that. And then the, they were, she was shooting this movie a few weeks into it. They watched the dailies of it and they were like, well, this movie is a disaster. And they fired him or that maybe they watched the first cut of this and they're like, it's a disaster. They fired him off cocoon, which you know, lucky for the whole world is how we end up with Back to the Future because this movie is such a success. Yeah. But like, how do you watch this movie and not get that it's working? Like, even in a rough cut version of this movie, like the the like the the Kathleen Turner, Michael Douglas stuff works all the time. Like they're leaping off the screen. I mean, based on they talked about what some of the the changes were in um on IMDb, so allegedly, but like apparently like Kathleen Turner's character lived alone in the beginning. It was like kind of sad and had like a male uh, publicist or publisher or whatever. And like, there were a lot of different dynamics. So they reshot a bunch of stuff. They reshot a bunch of stuff. Okay. Okay. And then like, the stuff in the plane was very different. Apparently like them, them getting to know each other was different originally. So I'm wondering if like, it just wasn't hitting. Okay, that I could see. I thought that they were watching this cut of the movie and just no, I don't think stage. so. And I was like, "What is wrong with you people? Like, how do you have jobs in this industry and not understand this stuff?" Well, I ask that question a lot. How do you have a? How do y'all have that job? When well, now yes, but then is like you know there were creative people involved back then. Now it's all MBAs. That's why there's a problem. Yeah. Um. No disrespect to MBAs. I just don't think they should be in charge of all creative enterprises. No. MFAs, maybe. Yeah. Um, So we get some more fun car stunts. Dana Vito's like running away. So the the Jeepmen are coming in and then the horsemen show up. And I couldn't tell if they were on the same team or not. I still don't know. I watched. I just watched this movie just last night for the show. So I have absolutely no idea. Danny Vito is doing a lot of great physical work because he knows his strengths. Yeah. Um, I, him and Michael Douglas have like a fun little fight. To, Douglas gets the stone. Back. Yeah. Uh, they end up, cr- she ends up crashing them into the river so they can slowly float down in the car. Yes. And which did is you delight- notice the car was like inflatable at first? I saw it do a really wild no. fold. There, if you watch it back, when the car first goes in the water, the nose of the car like comes up in such a way that it makes me think the whole thing was like inflatable or something. Huh. Because it bounces back. It doesn't stay bent. Gotcha. Which again, theme park I- energy. Oh, yes. we're going to have to off-road this. Turn yes. sideways. Now there's water and- splashing. And I love that she's like steering in the river. And Michael Douglas is like, what are you doing? <laughs> like you're in a car floating down a river. But this waterfall jump is one of the wilder stunts I've seen. It's in insane. It's truly very, very dangerous. What they, they push a car over a waterfall and then two stunt performers jump like off the car, like push off the car to get away from it. Yeah, it's like they they opened the doors and had the stunt people stand on the doors so that they could yeah. springboard off. Yeah, it's crazy looking. And now, just like in The Mummy, you're on the wrong side of the river! Yeah, yeah. So they're separated here, and they're, like, yelling about where to go. 
Uh, she she's now convinced because Danny DeVito planted the seed that like he's a con man and you and tricked you into thinking you wanted the stone, and now they're on separate sides of the river. She's like, oh great, you are a con man. He did specifically say that he wasn't there to romance the stone. I'm not here to romance the stone out of you. Which I was I, like, oh, you said the title of the movie. Apparently, it's like a jeweler's term, romancing oh, the stone. Okay. Which, like, I okay. fully I was, the whole time I was like, what does this mean? Yeah, it is. It I it was very lost on this me. is gobbledygook. Yeah. Uh, so they they go to the rendezvous point. She checks in with the kidnapper, and this is the part where like the sister, uh, Mary Ellen. Taylor, yeah, is mm-hmm. trainer making like Google. Yeah, yes, I screwed up Holland Taylor and Marilyn Holland Marilyn Tunnel. Trainer. Yeah, um, she's making like goo goo eyes at Ira when he's I missed his that, call. but it's and I was very confused by that. Uh, also, I just have this written down here because uh, I've been taking I was taking notes during the movie. Uh, Reagan apparently watched this movie at Camp David. Wait, what? Re- all the movies the presidents watch are like public. Oh, Reagan. Ronald Reagan. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And Reagan watched it at Camp David. Mm. I wish he went over a waterfall. <laughs> I just thought it was like a funny, you know, th- th- that's how popular this movie was. Even the White House wanted to see it. So they drop off the map. They do the exchange with the sister. Oops, the army's all there. So now we're in like the big this like All of a sudden we're in like a creepy castle. Like I'm waiting yes. for Dracula to come around the corner. It's supposed to be a fort, but it absolutely looks like Dracula's castle. Which I get forts do have that energy. Yeah, forts have yeah. big castle energy. Yeah, for sure. So basically Kathleen Turner does the thing. She gives them the map. She gets her sister back. He's like, you're free to go. Yeah. This is fine. And then the military yeah. shows up and I'm like, she was so close. Yeah. Yeah. So we get this big like final act thing here. Um, the, they don't know where the stone is. The, the guy, like the army says that they, she has the stone. So Ira is like, or the bad guys like dangling her over the, the gator pit. And then finally, it's like like a gate. There's like a, a moat filled with gators now on this Island. Right. We find out Michael Douglas has it. And then a guy, he's like, where is it? He's like, it's a very secure location. And the guy kicks him in the dick. And Michael Douglas is wearing this. It goes as a cup. Yes. And then falls out his pant leg directly onto his foot like a hacky sack. And he kicks it. And um, this is what I was alluding to earlier, that it's very Jurassic World. That he, like, catches it over the water. And he's like, ha, 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 thank you. And a gator pops out knowing that his hand is above the water. Yes. And and bites his hand off like fucking Captain Hook. Yeah, it's a full Captain Hook here. It's just It's great. It's Deus Ex Crocodile. (laughs) Yes, it is. And then... What I'm mad about, his hand is off, so he's bleeding out, probably. Yeah, yeah. He's crouched down next to the river of crocodiles, holding his yeah. stump, like, ah, ah, and drops his knife. And Kathleen Turner's thought isn't, let me just kick, give him a little kick into yeah, the crocodile yeah. water. She yeah. picks up his knife and runs away. And I was like, no, just yeah. give him a shove. You don't have to watch. I, Plug yeah, your exactly. ears. Yeah. I was, I was also very annoyed that she didn't just put her shoulder into this guy. Uh, just, just throw a big old clothes or a big old uh, lariat there. Come on, sprinkle a f- sprinkle a few marshmallows, get them excited, and push them in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we have a big shootout. Michael Douglas is a machine gun that he grabbed off the one guy. We're, you know, we're shooting. You know, blah 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 blah. Did you uh, notice the weird fake hand they had Devito holding? No. When he like, I think it's a fake hand. So the cousin and all of his like goonies jump into the boat, and Danny Devito is running slower than them, obviously. 
and he's injured because he was getting beaten up. And he's like holding his as if you like broke your arm, but his hand is at an angled down. And it looks like they they're having him hold a fake hand. It's like weird. That's really weird. I didn't I did not catch that. Um, Also, Michael Douglas knows that this one gator is the one that ate his hand somehow. So, okay, this is actually set up by the movie. The guy talks about how this is his favorite gator because it has these beautiful stripes. And then slightly different, like earlier when he's like mooning over his gator pit. And so late and when Michael Douglas is chasing the gator and he's like got the tail, you can see the stripes very boldly. Obviously, it's not a real gator tail. Gotcha. And then although poor gator, there is a part where this gator is like trying to get away and clearly cannot. And I was like, there is no way this gator just doesn't have like a rope around its hindquarters. (laughs) Oh, 100 percent. 100 percent. Stuck in place. Yeah. They were just like poking it in the in the butthole, being like, "Come on, be annoyed." Yeah, and then he, so he like the gators trying to escape and like jump into the river and be free, and, and then Douglas grabs it by the tail and he, they keep cutting to like it's like half over the edge, like yeah, a weird just like let me it's out. Like when it's like when Jaws gets on the boat, yeah, it's very it's same energy. Like, um, so Zolo chases after kathleen turner and her sister she she fights him for an eternity this goes on for so long well they gotta pad the runtime to let michael douglas climb up the fucking wall yeah but you could have done that as like all of this could have been done with just one less shot like three less shots of the fist fight between these two she throws the knife which is what her character did in the beginning of the movie like the character she was writing and it's a weird shot the way everything about it is weird that he like the way he like brings the it looks so creepy and fake yeah yeah he catches it with he has like a hunk of wood he was gonna beat her with um so michael douglas is like she's calling for his help and he's like holding the gator and he's like well i gotta let the gator go so i can save her and then the gun jams and he's like well now i have to rock climb for an excruciatingly long length of time and we're already past the 90 minute mark yeah yeah so he climbs up the wall, and then of course he has to do the like slip and then grab a hold. And I'm like, Alex fucking Honnold could not re-grab the cracks between a brick while falling down. No way. Yeah. And then he didn't even need to climb up there because she saves her fucking self. She yeah. she burns him with his cigar. Yeah. He falls onto a lantern and gets set ablaze. <laughs> it's and a then, pretty great over-the-top villain it, combo. It's lovely, but then uh, turns out the grate above the gator pit was made of styrofoam. <laughs> yeah he crashes right through it and How, what like, is this made wood? of i guess it was wood but it's like why is the gator there needed to be honestly a thing where he like grabbed like the part where dan devito like meets him and they're looking at these gators he needed to have like some dude he was interrogating and he's like well i have enough that i need and like lift the grate up and throw him in so we could have seen the grate was light and also like, yeah that he was a crazy man i feel like that would have added to this i think so um so he climbs up now and he's like, they kiss and he's like, well, I gotta go. The The police she, hate me. She drops her sister. It's only like a foot, but she drops her sister onto who just passed out. Does that. Yes. And then he like goes to jump off the, the fort and fully belly flops. Yeah. Like this is he did not angle himself. Right. Nope. It looks like it hurts. There's gonna be a big old bruise all over that belly. Some stunt performer got the snot kicked out of them. Uh, we crossfade back to New York City. She's with Holland we're the, Taylor. 
where she's crying like I just finished the book oh my god I can't believe this wonderful ending where they get back together at the airport and you're like oh she changed it for the book oh mm-hmm. he swam away and then met her at the airport and then she's walking home and this boat from his little picture this, like, is giant boat in on, on like, a New York City street it looks like right, a fucking float in a parade right. It's like a twenty-five foot long sailboat, but the like, like he should be clipped onto it, waving to the people as it moves. Yes, yes. but I, my favorite detail is that he like puts his foot up on the railing, and they're gator skin, croc boots, skin baby. boots, baby. Yeah, he's like, ah, oh, I tracked it down. I recognized it by the stripes, and I got that the diamond back. But he died from indigestion. Like, oh Jesus. Yeah, and I was like, I guess we're, okay, I guess this is the end of the movie, and they just drive the boat d- down the street while they kiss? Well, there's, there's a vehicle towing the boat. But, should, like, it's we weird. point out. Yes, I agree that it's weird, but it's just, it's not a magic boat. That's it's, the ending? Yeah. Drive <laughs> a boat down the street? It's very shocking that that's the ending of the movie. Uh, I will say though, like you know, close. I'm feel free to jump in whenever. Like closing thoughts and stuff. Like I, I really liked this. Like adventure movies are such a sweet spot for me, and this had like such a nice. Like I know you don't love uh, when characters get romantically together, but I thought that was like very much. It was what fine we're doing here. Yeah, the two of them have really good chemistry. Like it's so logical to me that this movie was hugely successful and immediately spawned a sequel where they everybody but Zemeckis came back for that. It's like, yeah, of course. Like who wouldn't no like, shit, I yeah. would be up for yeah, like I'll take another another serving of this, please. Yeah, thanks. It's like I know it won't be as good on the second piece of cake, but I'm still gonna eat it, you know? Yeah, I'll try it. Yeah. So yeah, it was a super fun movie. I thank you to to Barbara for for throwing it out there. Uh, and and I'm glad we picked it. I, I enjoyed the heck out of this. It's on Apple TV right now, if you all have it for uh, Ted Lasso season. Um so you know, make sure you grab that. Uh uh yeah, I this was a whole lot of fun. So I, I'm looking forward to the rest of uh listener request month. Seeing it's all it's uh all f- three of the four picks are ones I've never seen or you've never seen before either. So Mm-mm. that's fun. Um, yeah, this is this is a hearty recommend for me. I, if you have not seen this, it's definitely worth. It's long. Out. I will say it's a little too long, but you know, I it's, said that it's a, lot a of little bit. It's a little bit shaggy. I'd agree with you. It's an hour forty five. It could be ninety five, but it's like mostly pretty solid all the way through. Um, mm-hmm. It's sort it, of a also, segmented movie. It needed a little more Devito, like five percent more of Danny Devito character. I, and I, I would be very curious to see if his role is larger in the sequel because it seems like it would have to be. I think so. And I wonder if it's like a Joe Pesci situation where like he comes into Lethal Weapon as a bad guy, but then he's like on the team eventually. I wonder if he's like, I wonder if they're like, I would bet they're working together. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe we'll hit that one down the road one day. It's so uh, everything I've read about says it's not nearly as good, but you know, who knows? Might be worth the time. Well, thank you all so very much for for listening to the show, and and thank you again to Barbara for for sending this request uh, from from Canada. This is the first we've had uh, another country uh, chime in, I believe, uh, for listener request, at least one that was picked. Um, that's very exciting. So thank you very much for listening. Don't forget to check out patreon.com slash dissecting the 80s and get uh, bonus content for the show, all sorts of fun stuff. So go check that out there uh, at dissect the 80s on Twitter and dissecting the 80s on Facebook. We'd love to hear from you there. That's where we had our live drawing for these episodes last week. Uh, so if you missed that and you want to go check it out, go ahead and do that. Uh, and uh, reach out anytime, dissectingthe80s at gmail.com. If you haven't done it yet, review the show. We read those on the air. It's been a while since we had one, so please go and do that. And uh, yeah, most of all, thank you so much for listening. We're going to be back in two weeks for more Listener Request Month with uh, either The Secret of My Success or... Meatballs. We decide what's next? Meatballs is next, right? I don't know which one, one of the two is next. 
but meatballs is next that's what i'm just saying <laughs> right now we'll be back in two weeks with meatballs and we'll do secret of my success to, uh, to round out the month thank you all very much for listening to the show i've been trip lano i will always be andrew lano until next time don't you forget about me Dissecting the 80s is a chum sum of this production. Ow.